We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast. Free Skate Friday presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. I am Ruto, joined as always by AJ Hayfley and Evan Rao to bring you guys some college hockey news, I guess. It's, it's specifically Avalanche-related college hockey news because... The Avs have a whole lot of dudes in the tournament. Or well, they did. Just, yeah, they still have a bunch. Like, it's just three fewer than it was, which was bound to happen eventually anyway. But yeah, I mean, they were losing three no matter what. Yeah. Based on the Notre Dame BC result. But which three? You feel very differently about the BC three than the Notre Dame three. I mean,. I know BC found a way to lose that game the other day, but I don't think that BC team is losing to Notre Dame in a three-game set. Um, Maybe. You, you think you have faith? Notre Dame is not that good of a hockey team this year. No, but they could, I mean, in a winner-take-all setting where you could just... Yeah, sure. You know, you do the thing once. Yeah, I mean, where they just grind you down, right? And they want to play a one nothing game. All you got to do, you know, the the only thing they're really missing is Cam Morrison to score the overtime goal. Yeah, that's true. He was he was big goal Cam for them in the tournament. Yeah. But, um, so where well, let's start with news of the day first before we jump into the college stuff. Uh, obviously, some bad news for the Avs with Matt Calvert officially back to being week to week. Um, you know, it is what it is. AJ and I have said our piece on it. The expectation is you'll never know if Matt Calvert's truly healthy or not for the rest of the season. So you live with that. Um, Jacob McDonald still being monitored, unclear exactly what is going on with him. Um, and then the news around the league for the day, which could sort of affect the Avs, Eric Stahl probably being traded to Montreal. Um, 
they have to clear some cap space. It sounds like they might do something else to get that done, but what was a potential trade target for the Avs likely coming off the board? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had kind of talked about it as like an intriguing possibility, right? But over the last couple of weeks, I think with the way that Tyson Jost has played and the third line has really gelled, it was looking like it was going to be less of a deadline need. Yeah, for sure. I, the Avs, yeah, I'm assuming health, the Avs center depth is perfectly fine. Yeah, but, that, thir- that third line is really, everyone's kind of doing everything perfectly right now. So right yeah. now it's not that big of a concern. Yeah, and like they're finding ways to contribute often enough, right? I mean, the Chushkin pulls an assist here. Donskoy scores on the power play. It's really just Jost's offensive production continues to be problematic, but the line itself is playing at a really high level together. Yeah. So... And you can live with that if you're getting production out of Comfort on the fourth line, too. Which they did the other night. We'll see how sustainable that really is. But it certainly seems fine for now down the middle. Um, look, you can always look to improve your team as the deadline approaches. But certainly for a depth center, the Avs aren't as desperate as they were even two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, you know, I mean, they have JT Conver playing on the wing right now. Right. While we've said a number of times that that would be a preference, you know, that's they get they get an injury there or underperformance there. You can always move Comfort back into center if need be. Maybe move Jost or Belmar over if that's the route that you want to go. So it's just. Like right now, you know, we've we've talked about oh the the three C is like the big hole in the forward core, and it just doesn't feel that way over the last two three weeks. It feels like they found a viable solution to this. Over the next couple of weeks, you know, we still have what two and a half weeks until the deadline. Yeah, yeah, two and a half weeks until the deadline. So. Two and a half more weeks worth of games for them to figure out is the Tyson Jost is your third line center. Is it legitimately viable? Is this something that you're comfortable going into the playoffs with? Or do you go and do you get somebody else and kind of reshuffle in the last month of the season? Yep. I mean, the Avs have to make some decisions there. It's They possibly have to make some decisions on defense too, especially if McDonald is out for a significant portion of time so and part of those decisions is internal options whether it be connor timmons on defense or yeah let's just jump right into the conversation here if alex newhook loses in the tournament and his season is over is there a way to get him into the lineup right now we just talked about the abs are kind of okay down the middle so yeah it's it's hard to drop him in at center. You look at their wing depth. You look at potential options like Martin Kaut could even be ahead of New Hook right now. It's starting to get hard to find room for him even and the NHL level at the very least. Well, if you if you look at, you know, again, we just touched on the centers, but if you look at the left wings, which is the other spot where you would reasonably put Alex Newhook, you know, you have Landeskog and Brandon Sod there. Okay, so he's not taking any. He's not taking either of those jobs. Yep. Uh, but then Val Nachushkin. Val Nachushkin's a rock on that third line right now. Why you're not touching that? And then on the fourth line, that would seem to be the only open spot, and that's entirely dependent on just who you want to play there. You know, how do you Logan Logan O'Connor needs to be. Logan O'Connor needs to be on the uh, on the ice, right? Like, he needs to be in the game. But would you rather have Logan O'Connor or Alex Newhook? Evan. You know, would you, JT Comfort or Alex Newhook? Pierre-Edouard Belmar or Alex Newhook? Like, you're going to have that conversation. You say any of those guys or Alex Newhook, 
that's the only place on the roster where there's an obvious answer where you could say, if you want him as a center, you can put him as a center. The problem is, is that Belmar plays a very niche and specialized role for you. New hook won't play the same kind of role. Can Belmar still be as effective as he has been at all the little things, including not scoring very much. If he's a wing, if he's, if he's not doing, you know, if maybe all he's doing is taking faceoffs, that's the only center duty that he's taking and new hook is doing the rest. Is it really worth it to do that? Why not just play new hook at the wing at that point? So if you sign new hook, what the ELC starts right away, right? It does. Yeah. yeah no so matter. if they sign him and they play him in the NHL this year, yeah, it, it, it's go time. There's so no messing around with games played. The one thing you mentioned right there is the role. If you drop new hook into that fourth line, are you suddenly adjusting how you deploy all of the other lines as well? Cause what they're doing right now is working, you know, yeah. all four lines are working and do they really want to mess with that right now? And at this point, I don't know if they do, but you know, they don't have to decide that right now, but I, I, the way things are going right now, I don't see a spot for new hook. And if you're maybe looking long-term that you can be a little bit patient here and wait this out. It's a whole lot easier to drop him in when Belmar suddenly doesn't exist in your lineup. Yeah. When, when you get into the off season and let's just say, uh, so Belmar is a UFA and he's gone. Calvert is a UFA and he's gone. And then, Brandon Sod is a UFA and he's gone. Okay. All of it. Okay. Well, there, there's an entire, there's three spots that he could fill right there, you know? And then, Hey, if they, if, if Seattle takes, uh, if Seattle takes one of, one of your forwards, if they take a Don Scully or if they take a Comfer, all right, well now you've got four spots to fill. So finding a spot for Alex Newhook next year, no problem. So, and I do think a significant part of this is role, as you guys kind of both alluded to. Alex Newhook was not drafted to be a penalty killer. I think certainly plan A is he's never going to be a penalty killer in the NHL. Just keep in mind, he did play his entire college career as part of their top PK unit. And he's not I'm just great at it. I'm just saying... He spent his whole college career doing the thing you're saying he won't do. Yeah, well, Sampo Ranta also spent some time on the PK, and I wouldn't throw that dude within 50 miles of a penalty kill. So colleges make decisions sometimes. But certainly as a rookie, there's no way the Avs are going to trust him to play significant PK minutes. How about we put it that way? And that's where it becomes tough, I think, because Belmar does do that for the Avs. You look at the other potential options in the bottom six that he could replace, and all of their roles are pretty well defined. And either they're playing well enough that there's no way that you can sit them for New Hook, or New Hook doesn't fit that role super well. Yeah. The other, I mean, the other, the other thing to consider here, um, like we all kind of envision Alex New Hook as the future two C behind Nathan McKinnon. But he's not going to start his career there. You know, when you when you get young guys that come in, it takes time for them to work up into that lineup, into that top six. Uh, and the Abs have the perfect insulation. Kadri signed for another year. Yep. Which is why it's I would say it's likelier that he's a Brandon Saad replacement than a Nazem Kadri replacement to start his career. It's why I'm open to the idea of him playing on the left wing somewhere if there were an opening. You know, if Val Nachushkin goes out and tears up his knee and misses the rest of this season, I think the Alex Newell conversation becomes a lot more real. You know, because then you do have a left wing problem. Right now, you're very comfortable with the three left wings, one through three. You'd be very comfortable with Matt Calvert, with Logan O'Connor, with JT Comfer. That combination of those guys playing on your fourth line, you're also really comfortable with those cats. But Calvert's constantly hurt, and Comfer is obviously, look, he's had a good week, but through 30 games has battled real ineffectiveness this season. 
So you do still have like some holes there. So I think the new hook conversation, the likeliest route, he finishes his college career, he gets an ATO, he goes to play for the Eagles. And then if something happens with the abs after that, they can always revisit that and say, well, let's just get you on an ELC right now and bring you up and then have you come and join the team. For sure. It's not, it's not like if they put him, if they sign him to the ATO and he goes to play for the Eagles, like there's a 0% chance you see him after that. And I do want to get into the Eagles talk a little bit more, but I did want to ask Evan first with, with new hooks development, are you as comfortable as AJ putting him on the left side or would, do you prefer to see him down the middle? Yeah, it's completely fine. You don't, I would say the major a good chunk of young centers don't always start at center right away, so it's not that big a deal to me. And most centers are pretty fluid in being able to play the wing, so yeah, that's completely fine. Especially if you're a young guy, and you know it, it wouldn't be like he came in and just played completely the wing. You know that they would switch things up a little bit. So um, we're we're having this discussion now, obviously, because Jost has emerged over the last few weeks, but. Like AJ said, if that changes in the next few weeks, you have that option there. So, you know, he can play wing, he can play center. It doesn't really matter. I think either is going to be fine for his development. I would say maybe the last last part of this conversation uh, before we move on to all the other guys. Um, is Newhook the best trade deadline addition they could make? Certainly without shipping anything significant out i, I mean just consider consider the even if you wanted if they wanted to go out and, and trade for somebody everybody always talks about phil to know um you know the habs are not in the middle of trading for eric stall and doing all of this just so that they can ship out another center aj just read some kind of news <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Canadians got Eric Stahl for third, uh, a third and a fifth round pick. So there's got to be like no salary retention there, basically. Hmm. All right. Or is uh, is Buffalo cheap. really going true fire sale at, with those kind of prices? Um, that's cheap. I know. That's what I'm saying. I guess the third is a nice get. I don't is know. it? How much? What? What's his cap hit actually at? Let me see. It's low. Yeah, it's, isn't it? He's making what, like three million or something like that? It's not that low. Yeah, three point two five. Yeah, I mean, what is it today though? Yeah, that's true. What What remains on it is like one and a half mil, probably something like that. But either way. Stall yeah. officially yeah. to Montreal. Who knows what they did to make the cap work at this point, but yeah, it's fine. So anyway, back to, back to my original question here of, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about the trade deadline and uh third, third, third line center options for Colorado. Is Alex Newhook the best option among all of those? I think there's a very real possibility that the answer is yes. The problem is there's no proven element to it, right? Yeah. Well, you also consider there's the co- the cost here is the ELC. Yeah. You, you lose the, the first year, year of his sure. deal. Yep. Wow, the Sabres retained one and a half mil on stall, and all they got was a third. That is cheap as hell. See, and had Colorado paid a third and a fifth, we would get closer to our dream of them having no draft. No draft. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to draft in the first round and then the seventh round, and that's it. That would have been that. That, Dang it. Don't even show up for day two of the draft. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been. Could you imagine if they only had picks in the first and the seventh? And they're just like desperately trying to trade that seventh. Like, just get rid of us. Right. Just, we don't want to show up tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Just get rid of this thing and let us trade it for a. Sixth round pick next year. Yep. Yeah. All right. So stall off the board officially. Good for Montreal, I guess. Well, glad we didn't clip those videos. Yeah. 
I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't do any of that legwork on Eric Stahl today. It would have been a massive waste <laughs> of time. <laughs> um, point being, certainly at center, I don't know where the Avs could go to do better than Newhook. Upside-wise. Could they find someone who fits a bottom six role better than Newhook? Probably. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where yeah. that's at. Definitely. So. But if we, people recommend Gloop Glendening one more time, I'm going to lose it. Oh, man. <laughs> there are better options from that team. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some real options from that team. Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, we can take our first period break there as we are brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a long time. And Mike is a certified financial planner. So he has you covered when it comes to more than just your home loan. You can head to dnvrmortgage.com to get a free consultation and your chance to win some free DNVR merch as well. So check it out today and they'll get you set up with a perfect home loan as well. You can... Again, go to dnvrmortgage.com or call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And of course, we're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I bet you can bet on the, the, the hockey NCAA tournaments as well over there, so... If March Madness isn't your thing, you can always bet on the other sports. But when you sign up with code DNVR, you get an opportunity to turn $1 into $100. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on any team to win their game anywhere in the March Madness tournament, and you can get that 100 bucks. So jump on it today. Be sure to check out their daily odds boost for all the other sports as well. They always have amazing offers one way or another. So they got you covered no matter what sport you like, even if it's like barely even considered a sport, you can kind of bet on it at DraftKings Sports. Like bowling? Like bowling to some people, esports, but those people are wrong. They're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> one, of the, one of the great quotes of bowling history. Oh, man. That video is it's like the only quote from bowling history. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. I did it. I did it. <laughs> if you haven't seen that video, go watch it. It's pure goal. Is that Pete Weber? Is that who yeah. that is? Yeah. I think right. that's his name, yeah. Didn't Pretty he I think he just retired? Yeah, this was his last year on the tour or whatever. <laughs> Weird how much info you pick up. Uh anyway, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. You can download their top rated app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. Please let them know we sent you to get the amazing one for one hundred dollar offer. On any basketball team in March Madness, limited time only, DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, Rudo, Evan, AJ, coming at you. Should we talk about the other big name? Should we talk about the man? Let's, with let's the, talk about the three kids that don't get to participate. All right, fine. Where that's headed. So, Notre Dame officially out after the cancellation of what was going to be their head-to-head clash with BC yeah. boys, Newhook, Hellison, and Ambrosio. So, Ryder Ralston goes back for his sophomore year, and we don't have to talk anymore yeah, about that. That's, that was destined to happen no matter what. Yeah. Um. Nick Lieberman, though, I wanted to see Nick Lieberman on the big stage. I really wanted to see him go against the speed and the skill that BC was going to present. Yeah. I really wanted that head-to-head uh, just to see where he was. See if there was uh, some offensive shootoutiness going on there a little bit. Well, I just, you know, the, the big question with Lieberman, he's always been a great skater. He's always been a little undersized. This year, he improved the the puck moving and the offensive generation all went up, but... The question about with him is going to be, can he hold up defensively at the point of attack? Is he going to be able to, is he going to be able to handle physicality? And with BC's forward core, all full of NHL, full, like guys who have been drafted, 
or high uh, you know highly sought after uh, undrafted free agents like Hardman and McLaughlin are they are they going to be you know are how how was Lieberman going to hold up was really that's what I wanted to know man I wanted to find that out and we don't you know we don't get that now it's not the difference between Lieberman getting an ELC or not but one more year and I would I would seriously I think Lieberman has put himself on the map to get an ELC but I wanted to see that head to head matchup I th- I think that would have been a good a nice evaluation tool because of just how loaded the BC forward court is with guys who are all headed to the NHL sooner than later. Yeah. I mean, look, it's one game depending on what you can take from it, but he sure. certainly ends up being a bad look if he gets a drop the minus four on him or something in the game. Right. I mean, we always say, you know, with the world juniors and stuff, it's always all, it's only the one game against Canada or the United States, but like Drew Hellison looked great in the gold medal game. Yep. That was a big feather in his cap. And a and a to be honest, a launching point for his a great sophomore year. Yeah. So I'm I'm disappointed we don't get that. And obviously the same applies for Nate Corman. I just don't have the same hype level on Corman that I do Lieberman. I yeah, agreed one hundred percent on that one. It I mean it's two different skill sets, right? Like Clerman it's almost the opposite. Like you expect sound defense from that kid. And then the question is, is upside on the offensive end? Yeah. Can you do anything with the puck? Not that different from Drew Hellison, honestly, at the start of the year, despite being significantly older. Yeah. Evan, which D would you rather have? Do you want the offensive dynamo or do you want the the defensive stalwart? Well, first of all, how how old is Clerman at this point? That guy's been a prospect... He's Forever, at least twenty-two. He might be twenty-three. Yeah, uh, he and Ryan Graves are actually the same age. There's no He's twenty-five. I'm just kidding. Oh. Totally, <laughs> I was totally kidding. He turns twenty-three, and I May. wouldn't have been surprised at all because I feel like that guy's just been kicking around forever. He is older than Kale McCarr. Well, you keep in mind, uh, Nate Clerman was drafted in the Cam Morrison draft. Yep. And Cam Morrison just graduated a year ago as Clerman was finishing his sophomore year. So Nate Clerman is on his way to a six-year tenure as an avalanche prospect. Nice. Uh, Well, as for the question, I mean, the way the NHL is moving, I would rather take a chance on. If if you had to choose between an ELC between one of the two guys, I, I go with the guy that's maybe got a little bit more puck skill. So I would, you know, probably, uh, I guess, go towards Lieberman's there. But, yeah, I don't have as much. I've watched a, a few Notre Dame games this year, mainly to watch their their helmets because I like watching the shiny stuff. But uh, beyond that, I don't watch them too much. But the way that I'd, a s- safe defenseman, I, you know, I'd, there's just not going to be a ton of upside there. So I'd rather take a chance on the skills. Anyone who respects themselves doesn't watch more than a few Notre Dame games. <laughs> and I say this as someone who's watched like 18 of them this year. So a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are the three that their seasons are done. There's no chance they make yeah. any other noise the rest of the year. So, you know, the one intriguing aspect of Lieberman though, is that Colorado's history of developing offensive defensemen. They've yep. done it well. So I, they haven't, they haven't, uh, it's been a while since they've done it, like the traditional route, you know, Gerard got dropped into the NHL at 19, you know, all those guys were, you know, McCarr was a little bit older, um, Byram 19, obviously. So, and, you know, still to be determined what kind of NHL player Byram ends up being, but. Just a long, a long, you know, Tyson Berry and John Michael Lyles going way back into the day. They've always kind of been able to find these kinds of puck moving defensemen. I would be intrigued by Nick Lieberman, uh, and especially at their at their ages, uh, 
it's not a three-year ELC anymore. You're talking about a two-year ELC. I mean, the Avs have gotten NHL games out of the majority of the defensemen that they've drafted in the past long time. I guess they missed on Josh Anderson. But yeah. did they? They got a handful of games out of Andre Mironov. They got a handful of games out of Anton Lindholm. Now they have games out of Timmins as well. Going back, they got games out of Bigra. Uh, you well, know, they, and Zorabalov is definitely a guy that you have to feel like is trending that direction too. Yeah, exactly. So something is working when it comes to, if not development, certainly drafting of defensemen in the Avalanche system. And Lieberman is a guy who started playing hockey pretty late, right? Yeah. Like he did not, he hasn't been playing hockey for a super long time. So you never know those guys could just suddenly take off at some point. You never know. Yeah. If something clicks, it's definitely possible. Um, did we want to touch on Ambrosio and Hellison and all, or I mean, there's um, not much to say about Ambrosio. He had a good yeah. year and he'll go back next year. So that is. Yeah. Well, but... Same with Ryder Ralston. Ambrosio is going back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, Hellison, I mean, we've all said that he's had a great year, but I don't think he's a realistic ELC candidate this year. It would be a surprise if he came out. I do wonder, just because the Eagles' yeah. D is so thin with Avs prospects, but yeah, I hear you. Um, so if we're not looking at BC you do have to look through the rest of their prospects and going head to head Sampo Ranta and Tyler Weiss. Uh, one of these dudes has a mortal lock on an ELC. You have to think. Yeah. You gotta uh, think nothing probably filled out already. Yeah. Just waiting to put pen to paper when his season is over, basically. Um, yeah. Did he, did he finish the regular season as the second highest scorer? I, in the NCAA, I believe. Let me let me pull it up here. Sample. Uh, yeah, he did. About. Okay. Sorry. So I thought it was funny today that Jared Bednar is like, I've watched Sample Ranta highlights. He's like, oh, he's just like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine that guy's schedule, right? He has he he wakes up at four o'clock in the morning and he works out for four and a half hours, <laughs> and then he goes to the rink and then he watches video and then he practice. You know, he's on the ice for practice. And then he works out for another four and a half hours. And then, <laughs> you know, he watches video and then he watches the NHL games that night. And then occasionally he might catch a prospect game. Yeah, That's it. Like the guy doesn't have the time to watch college hockey. Pretty much. He's uh, got to trust, trust his staff on that one. But yeah, I guess he could always just put it on in the gym while he's working out for four and a half hours. Yeah. But <laughs> Hey, Jared, you see what Sampo did last night? Jared, Jared are you doing curls again? <laughs> yeah, who, who's uh, who's more jacked, Jared or Sampo? Because both those dudes, Jared, they got guns, man. I don't know. You see you see Sampo like deadlifting like 240 pounds or whatever the hell it was? All good and well, but he has to go and play hockey at some point. <laughs> Whereas Jared's just working Jared on the just- gun show. <laughs> Continue working out because he doesn't have to get on the ice anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. Um, certainly, I know which one of them skates faster on the ice. No offense to Jared, but yeah. Sampo can fly. Uh, before we do get into this Sampo conversation, we do need to take our second period break here as we are brought to you by Gabby Insurance. Evan. I bet you can save a bunch of money with Gabby Insurance. Can I wonder? I wonder if Gabby Insurance would insure your couch. I guess, I guess they do uninsurable. I guess they do home insurance, so that kind of counts, yeah, right? It's contents, yeah. There you go. So check out gabby.com slash dnvr. High premium. <laughs> That's gabi.com slash dnvr, where the average user saves up to nine hundred and sixty-one dollars. We've had. Stories of people saving upwards of $1,600. So you might really save yourself a lot of money when it comes to this type of thing. Be sure to check them out today. They're completely free to use. They won't sell any of your info. So they're super awesome when it comes to stuff like that. 
yeah, they just want to save you money on home and car insurance. Again, gabby.com slash DNVR. Please use the DNVR to let them know you. we sent you. Supporting our partners is supporting us. We are also brought to you by the Colorado XOs, the new rugby team in town, which is kind of a grand experiment, taking sports athletes from football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field, all of these athletes that possess all the necessary skills to excel at the game of rugby. And they just need to actually learn how to play rugby. So if you're new to the sport, it's a great way to get into it. Watching these guys play, you can see more about their stories at Infinity Park at Glendale.com. You can see down at the bottom, be sure to follow Colton Strickler, our rugby reporter at DNVR, and listen to the DNVR Rugby Podcast. The XOs are currently 2-1 and one on the season, so something's working. They have a winning record so far. That's uh, you got to feel pretty good about that, top to bottom. It's a great way to learn the sport as well. Colton has the 101 Rugby Podcast, which I wonder if the players listen to to learn the game. Hi. Um, they also might allow fans into their stadium in Glendale um, sometime in May. So being outdoors, watching some rugby, drinking a beer, that sounds great. So definitely check that out. All right. So a great opportunity for y'all to go watch some rugby. Now, if you now. are going to let fans back now. in your bedroom... Oh boy, boy, do I have a product for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, I mean, you got You know what they're doing to let fans back in the arenas? They're cleaning things up. They're making it look good. When you got to sit down and watch the show, you know what they're looking for. <laughs> How many people are coming to sit down to watch the show as Sarah walks by? Hey, I don't think shame here, all right? Whatever you're into. If you want to, y'all watch The Witcher, right? No. No? All right. Well, there's a scene where the main female protagonist, like, conjures fake people to watch them bang it out. So it's a thing. Manscaped.com. What? Yep. We're just moving on, huh? (laughs) You believe in ghosts? That might be happening anyway. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> how many how many ghosts are in your apartment just watching you bang it out every time? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, now we're, I'm going to think about this. We're discovering people's <laughs> fetishes live on Free Skate Friday, and one of them is trimmed junk for sure. I guarantee it. So, manscaped.com. Use code DNVR to get 20% off in free shipping. Trimmed junk fetish. Oh, <laughs> jeez. Uh, Jump on it today. Supporting our partners is supporting us. They also have other amazing products like very, very comfortable <laughs> boxers. You can get shave mats. You can get shaving cream. You can get breath mints. All of it all over the place. They take care of you <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> Four ghosts just like ghost high-fiving the whole time. Being a ghost is awesome. No, no, that actually so like in The Witcher, right, in this scene, like the the two people climax and then she makes the like conjured people start clapping like golf clap style. What? <laughs> what are what are we talking about on this show today? We're talking no, about. I had no Monday. intention of watching this it's, show, but it's now it's called spoiled for me. It's called art, Allie. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, go whale. Play at eight, or at six o'clock today. Moving back a little bit onto hockey instead of ghosts clapping while other people are doing it. Let's focus on look hockey. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with ghosts watching people bang it out. Okay, they got something while they're trying. Yeah, what else are they gonna do? The, the, the comments agree with me. Right they're saying, "Why is this happening? Why does anything ever happen? Just move past it." Yeah, like yeah. in the background. Why does right anything now? ever happen? Is the most <laughs> existential question of all time. I don't know about that. I think Allie has to explain to our intern right now that it's like, no, this podcast is usually like this. It's this is normal. I, I am. I am saying he usually needs to make the weirdest <laughs> thing about this manscape read, and, and, and he really did not disappoint. You kept it going. <laughs> yeah. Now ghosts are involved. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you were a ghost, isn't that what you would do? Like, what would you spend your time doing? Like, obviously, you'd want to, like, haunt hotels and stuff. That's an easy one. But, like, wouldn't you just be like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to watch famous people bang it out. 
Like you wouldn't want to watch like a- average like randos, right? Like why bother? There's like a market. All right, hashtag ghost sex tapes. Like feel like there's a marketing opportunity here. <laughs> so anyway, getting back to a very real and tangible human being in Sambo Ranta. How, what kind of ghost crimes can you commit, though? I'm really, I'm quite interested in all of this conversation. <laughs> ghost jurisdiction. Plus, yeah, who's policing the ghosts? There's that other movie with uh, Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. Nobody the, saw that. The, no, I didn't see it either. <laughs> I don't actually know what it's about, but the whole like shtick was that they're the ghost police or whatever. What? Yeah. All right, well, I guess I'm going to have... I have something to do this afternoon yeah. I'm done podcasting. <laughs> R.I.P.D. Yeah, there you go. They figured it out. Nice. I guess that three knows. people saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Four. Rudo knows what's up. I haven't seen it. I just... I've seen the trailers. But, uh... Anyway. Sampo wow. Ranta... I mean, let's be realistic about this guy. He's very likely to sign his ELC and join the Eagles. Or, you know, they can ATO him this year if they want to keep the extra year or whatever. But oh, he is three year ELC age still. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. He's only 20. Yeah. We're good. Doesn't really matter either way. Yeah. But I, I think it's pretty unrealistic to expect him to be playing for the Avs next year. That's <laughs> I mean, okay, so we had let's assume that those four roster spots we talked about yeah. were opened up. Okay. Alex Newhook goes into one, Shane Bowers, Martin Kauk go into the other two. In an ideal world, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. In reality, it'll be freaking Sheldon Drys and TJ Tynan, but uh, moving on. Have Sprostic, TJ Tynan. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then. You know that fourth spot. You why not? Why yeah. not Rambo Santa? Uh, because the Avs are gonna go out and get somebody. Because they always do. Yeah, that's why. True. But I I can't keep up with what his real name is at this point. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> is it Ram- Rambo Santa? <laughs> Sambo Ranta? I get confused. His his daily actual name is Sampo Ranta, but we yeah. call him Rambo Santa. I know, and it's just nickname throwing me off on a daily basis. Allie yeah. did it last week. Yep, and there's even um, and do you you know why that I also said it because someone had just tweeted at me with the account Rambo Santa. That's why it's yeah. confusing me because they so just started following like, me, oh, and I was Rambo like, oh, he's. I was like, oh, the ass prospect is following me. Nope, that's just a guy <laughs> out there. <laughs> Honestly, it's a probably Zach O'Donnell world. knowing knowing Zach O'Donnell. No, there's the the there's a Rambo Santa guy on Twitter who's yeah. been that name for like since the Avs drafted him. Since we started calling him that? Yeah, exactly. All right. So you know, if you're a ghost, you can go watch Sammy Rammy whenever you want. <laughs> I'm 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 out. I got nothing left on that. Uh look, the dude has all the physical tools. The dude honestly, I think if you don't watch the AHL, this AHL team could be a load of fun in the second half of this season. If you're talking about Bowers, Cout, Newhook, Ranta. And with All the OHL that not starting. Yeah, and Foodie will continue to be there. Foodie's still there. That, I mean, that would be a welcome change considering I've I've watched their lineup the first half of the year, and I, there's a lot of human beings I've never heard of that, in my life. That defense is still an ECHL defense, but uh, yeah, speaking we just don't talk about man. that. Yeah, apt, That whole defense apt, is... Apt, has, apt. How do you say his name? Apt? Yeah, apt. 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 Yeah. It's a it's an ECHL defense. Schneid, AHL life. I don't. Yeah, excitement is needed there. For sure. So, and I'm, I'm Tyler Weiss. We expect him to go back for his senior year at this point. Yeah. So I mean, so the thing with 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 Ranta though is that, like, 
he's living up to all of the draft day hype. Right. Because when he got picked, there was a lot of like, ooh, that guy. A lot of people wanted to know when he was going to get taken. He was a guy that a lot of people followed. Um, and, you know, why wouldn't you, right? Like, the guy, the guy's a legit 6'2", 200 pounds. He's a great skater. Um, was was productive, but a little underwhelmingly so in the USHL. And was headed to a power program in Minnesota where you're like, okay, well, let's see how this goes. And the freshman year was okay. He was headed to like three different schools at one point, but yeah. 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 He did bounce. Yeah. He was going to miss Wisconsin. And then it was like, he couldn't get in. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so he ends up in Minnesota and like, he has an okay freshman year where you feel fine about it. He's making international appearances for Finland. So, you know, and this is right during Finland's golden age where if you're making that team, you're a pretty damn good player. The last cut for WJCs that year. Yeah. And then, you know, sophomore year, it's fine. Like, he takes takes steps forward. He has a couple of big-time games that really drive his production. You're feeling pretty good about it. Okay, great. This is encouraging. And then he has a junior year. This is exactly what we talk about when we say the junior year is the pivotal year for a lot of NCAA guys. He has the year that he needs to have. He's second in the nation in goals behind Cole Caulfield. He's like a mile behind Cole Caulfield. He had 18. Caulfield has 28. So Caulfield's on another plane of existence. but Like a reason that Caulfield was a first-round pick and... You know, He's about doing to be an NHL player. Yeah, exactly. He's a, probably going to be on Eric Stahl's line. Um, but with with Ranta, like you see how the ads are playing, and when you look at the NHL team, it's not hard to look at Andre Burakovsky and be like, okay, go be that dude. Yeah, that's him. Like that's that's what you want Ranta to kind of do. Now, Burakovsky's uh, he's brought a, a playmaking element that I've said in the past has surprised me uh, that I did not expect him to bring. I don't a, a long way for Sampo Ranta to prove that he's on an Andre Burakovsky level, that he's a legit top six I, forward in the NHL. I do think people underrate his passing a little bit. It's it's not, you know, what Burakovsky has shown in the NHL, obviously, but yeah, yeah. I mean a pretty quiet uh, career. I mean, when you're looking, you're looking at what developed in the NCAA in terms of production. It was not, you know, he goes from 10 assists to eight assists to 11 assists in his three years there. Um, That kind of stayed stagnant. Whereas his goal scoring and his confidence and the things that really, that really stood out to you as man, this guy's really coming along the development of his game. It was all about the goal scoring. So I, I will be interested to see how, how that translates, how the all-around offensive game translates to the next level. Uh, he definitely needs to go to the AHL, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I Honestly, I think he's probably a two-year AHL player. And look, if he shows up and blows the place up, great. But I, I wonder if it's more like how Comfort did it, where he shows up and he plays 50 games in the AHL, and then it's like, we're good. We're, we're, we're good. Let's find a spot for him. Now, a little different situation because Comfort was jumping into a team that wanted to clear out veterans and move in younger guys to take spots for development purposes. And Ranta will be facing a team with cup aspirations uh, that will not be just like giving away roster spots because he had a nice 50 AHL games. He will still very much have to earn that, but... I, I mean, it's kind of up to him, right? Yep. Uh, a couple of questions from chat here before we got to get out of here because AJ is going over to TDSP. Uh, mm. Billy asks, has his hockey IQ gone up? I would say no, but it's a mindset shift for him this year. He This year he understood that he's bigger, stronger, faster than everybody in the NCAA and just played bigger, stronger, faster than everybody in the NCAA. So... He and uh, I think the most encouraging thing about his game this year is yes, he has the great shot. Yes, he has the great body, yeah. but he played like a true power forward this year. Yeah, 
I mean, he forced guys to stop him. You look at a bunch of the goals that he scores, and it's just him flying up the right wing, outskating dudes, putting his head down and doing the Val Nachushkin move where he just cuts in hard to the net and bangs the thing into an empty net because the goalie's not expecting him to come across that fast. Yep. And you're just like, oh, okay. Maybe Burakovsky is the wrong guy. Maybe I should be comparing him to Val Nachushkin. I mean, that dude's never going to play defense like Val. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Daniel also asked, "How are the AHL playoffs going to work this year?" There is no, there is a divisional round. They'll crown a divisional champ, and that's the end. They will not award a Calder Cup this year. Participation trophy, pretty yeah. much. Yep. I was going to um, ask. So he's a junior. Yeah. Next year be a senior year. Are the Avs? You know. You never. You never know with these guys. Are they just going to have to sign him to an ALC and burn that? Yeah, you know, first year this year because sometimes those guys are really well. I can go back for my senior year and maybe go free agent. No, I mean, a guy like that, not really, um, because he's not going to push for the NHL team. The The guys who can get away with that are like the Quinn Hughes, Brock Besser types. who First rounders, yeah. Yeah, who are guys that are going to jump straight onto the NHL team and be like, I'm here. You know, the Ranta doesn't really have that leverage. Like sure, but to, in a, to be honest, if if Sam if, if Sampo Ranta like plays hardball and is like, I won't sign my ELC unless you drop me onto the NHL team. The Avs have every right to be like, not gonna sign that dude. Then yeah, suck my ass. I'm out. Like <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing that. <laughs> hey, I bet Joe Sackick says that. That's something he says. <laughs> So how many Jeez. how many people is AJ making suck his butt when he's a ghost? All right. <laughs> I got yelled at for saying the f word once after a heated post game show, and AJ just said that. Nothing? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> On that note, I'm just yeah. saying, like the abs could be the abs. The abs would be fully entitled to be like, no, shut up. On that note, we're going to get out of here for this Free Skate Friday. It got pretty Free Skate Friday there in the middle and towards the end. So I feel like mission accomplished on that front. I'm going to be really self-conscious the next time it's business time because I'm going to be worried about all the ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Winnipeg doesn't have ghosts. You're fine. Uh, Anyway. We're gonna get of, a, the ghost of Timu Solani haunts that whole city, dude. Oh, true, but he's still alive, so that's a weird one. Uh, anyway, at once. thank you everyone for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the video. That helps us out a ton on YouTube. If you like this kind of nonsensical content, be sure to tune in on Fridays. If you like the more in-depth hockey talk, that's all of our other shows, basically. Uh, tomorrow's game... <laughs> We're postponing the jorts. I do feel better, but I don't want to go to the bar and get everybody sick. So we are not going to do the show live with the jorts Saturday. We'll figure out a time to do it next week. Probably next Saturday after the Blues game. I would say there's a very good chance of that being the time. So still tune in. We'll still be live. It will be Evan and I doing the post game after the Vegas game tomorrow. So Hope to see you then. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Friday. And until tomorrow, I guess afternoon, since it's an afternoon game, we will talk to y'all later.